Welcome to the Illuminate Podcast. This is a podcast run by Lifespan Services to illuminate the stories of Lifespan. Our hope and desire for this is that we can showcase our stories of our individuals, their parents, our staff that work alongside of them every single day to show you the impact that Lifespan Services is making on our communities. If you don't know what Lifespan is, Lifespan is a nonprofit. We like to call it a four impact organization that serves just over 1,500 individuals with IDD across North Carolina. Now, normally I'm joined here by Ken Fuque, our CEO, but today he is out. So you just have me, the other Ken, who is our Director of Individual Philanthropy. We are super excited that you are here and cannot wait to jump in to hear from one of our staff members. His name is Rick. We had an awesome conversation with him about his story, not only as a parent, but as a staff member. And so with that, we will jump in and hear from Rick. All right. So our guest today is Rick Benton. He's a senior employment specialist here at Lifespan Services and has been on staff since March of 2022. Uh, he and his family current reside in Statesville, North Carolina, and he is here to tell the story not only of what it's like to work here at Lifespan, but also of his son, Wyatt. So, Rick, we're really glad you're here. i uh, love to just kind of jump right in, get to know you um, and really your son. And so I'm going to pass it kind of over to you and would love for you to just to chat a little bit about early life with your son, Wyatt. And uh, yeah. So Wyatt was born in 99 and he was probably six months old when we found out he was delayed. Um, the doctors, after you know testing, we went through probably a year, year and a half of testing and trying to figure out a diagnosis or what was going on with him. Um, and he was just undiagnosed for many years. Uh, but it was apparent that he was del- severely delayed and um they did think that he would never walk or talk um and probably about oh one he started going to a little school in statesville it was called circle school and uh lifespan ended up taking over that school while he was there and um that was our first experience with lifespan and it, it was absolutely great. They um, they taught him sign language because you know he's two years old. He still can't talk, and so he's coming home and teaching us sign language. You know, so we can you know learn to cup and eat and thank you. And he even learned elephant. You know things like that. But so it was really uh, a great experience for him. And they started getting him into different therapies, physical therapy, speech therapy, and the speech therapist cut out the sign language because she wanted him to use his voice, you know. But uh, so he does walk, talk, run, play, everything else. He's twenty, going to be 25 in January. Um, he uh, went to public school after leaving Lifespan when he was five to go to public school. Uh, when he graduated, we kept him in until he was 22, 
two and, and aged out of high school. And uh, he returned to lifespan. He went to the day program in Troutman. And um, he's been there for about two years. And he absolutely loves it. So they do all kinds of things. They go on trips and, you know, uh, Kerrigan, Kerrigan Farms, pumpkin picking. We went to that like recently. Bowling. They've done a lot of really cool things with those kids there. So in case you don't know what Rick is talking about, um, we have in Lifespan three different programs. We have our education programs with kiddos. We have our employment programs, which obviously provides employment for individuals with disabilities. And then we have our enrichment um, program. Some of those are within houses. Some of that is Mosaic, which is our art studios. But also within that umbrella is what we call creative campuses. Um, creative campuses are basically uh, centers that provide adults with disabilities in an array of engaging and enriching classes, activities, programs, all based on their interests and the goals that they lay out. So our individuals will have different goals depending on um, their abilities, and um, we have an opportunity to come alongside them and help them to achieve those goals. So that's what our creative centers are there for. Rick, going back into your story, you talked about uh, just with Wyatt, you used the word delay. Could you give us an idea of his diagnosis and what that meant for him? He was undiagnosed for the first few years. Um, they, well, they would label it one thing and then find out years later, oh, it's not that, it's something else. And um, ultimately, they end up finding out it's um, called 1P36 deletion syndrome. And nobody's ever heard of it, you know. <laughs> um, and if you Google it, it there are some things that match Wyatt, uh, but none of the one P thirty six deletion um, people match each other. There's there's always some differences, um, but it is the closest one that is to Wyatt. So I think that's the one they just ended up sticking with. But he also has cerebral palsy, so. Um, he struggles with you know, reaching and straightening legs and arms and that kind of thing. But um, he's tall. He would be really tall. He would be over six foot tall if it wasn't for cerebral palsy. Mm. Um, I have to help him shower and everything. And uh, sometimes I'm I'm short. <laughs> it's hard for me to reach up there and wash his hair. You know. <laughs> I said, we got to get you a chair or something yeah. put in there. But, uh, so. so just as a dad who's getting this diagnosis of 1P36 deletion, I mean, what's that like as a father? You, you know, the diagnosis is not that well known, like you talked about. I mean, what are the challenges that come alongside of someone like you in that position that, I mean, you don't even, there's not many people that know much about this. Well, you know, this was early 2000s, and so you didn't really have a phone in your pocket to <laughs> Google everything, you know. So, um, yeah. luckily, we, we we did have access to a computer, and we could go in there and Google it and look it up. But, you know, Google, when, think, when, when people Google medical things, it never really turns out right, you know. It's like WebMD. Yeah. He put something in there and it spits it yeah. out. But um, 
it was actually quite scary because you know this is early 2000s he's just a small kid and we're thinking you know he's not going to live to a very long life you know so we just decided to go with it and make sure he had the best life he could have and um so we we went through different programs and and things to get him active and and keep him uh busy doing things and he is full blast even now almost 25 years old he can't sit still he's got to go he wants to go and do something daddy where we're going next that's what he always asks me where we're going next what type of things does he uh like doing um he loves bowling um he but his favorite firehouse he wants to go to the firehouse and see the firemen and the fire trucks and i have a cousin who's a fireman in statesville so uh, we go down to his firehouse and see him and let Wyatt climb up in the trucks and you know so my and my, of course my cousin having the same last name it's Wyatt's mm-hmm. last name on the back of that jacket or that hat and That's he's awesome. putting it on and so we have pictures of him wearing the fire suits and stuff. Yeah, that's sweet. Uh, who doesn't want to do something fun like that? Um, just going back to this diagnosis of him having a short life expectancy, love to hear more about what that was like for you and just hearing the initial thing and then knowing now that he is, I mean, gosh, almost 25 years old. He's kind of blown past all of the experts so to say um four to six years old is all that we had um and you don't really believe it you know you that's your kid you're like no way they don't know everything you know you're not going to accept that answer so you just keep moving you just keep living and doing the things that you want to do to make him happy while he's here and uh, he made it. Now he runs and plays, and <laughs> he loves throwing the football. So especially when his papa comes over, papa comes yeah. over, he grabs the football and heads outside. I love that. Um, yeah. So that's early life with Wyatt. He's growing. He's developing. He's blown out the uh, six years out of the water. Take us. Um, just as well as we were talking a little bit beforehand, you had this quote and this line that I thought was pretty powerful where you said, you know, you're talking about early life with him and you say, you know, we just can't hire anybody to sit with him. Tell us more about what that even means, what that's like for a parent and what that meant for you and your family. That actually come from Wyatt always lived with his mom his whole life and, um, when he was in 21, 20, 21, 20. In 20, he came to live with me and my wife. And because um, his mom just, you know, he's a grown man now. She, she, she's done it for all these years and she just needed a break, you know. So he came to live with me finally, you know, so it went from every other weekend and, and every chance I could with him to every day. And the job I had at the time, they were very flexible at first because, you know, there's days that Wyatt 
needs somebody there with him or, you know, needs me. Um, there's, he's, he's prone to get sick, colds mostly, you know, and when you get stuff like that, he was still in high school actually. And, um, I'm trying to think, um, yeah, he was still in high school. He, he got cold. That's when COVID first came out. So we were always worried about COVID, you know, um, then summer break happened. He he moved in with me. It was first of March. He graduated in June. So then we just had to make it till the summer because then I have two younger kids that are old enough they could watch him uh, for short periods. Um, so if we could make it to the summer break, we'd be all right until I could get him in lifespan because lifespan wasn't open because of COVID. Or was, and if they were open and they weren't taking more clients, you know, um, so we made it to the summer. He spent the summer with my kids looking after him and, you know, the days that it was something going on that they couldn't handle and I had to handle, I had to be out of work. Um, he finally got into lifespan in that September that year and, um, he did not like it. He liked being at home with his younger brother and sister, summer break. And so it was very different for him because he's a creature of habit, you know, and you just break a routine and he get, gets all out of sorts. But, um, he finally got in lifespan. I dropped him off. He didn't want to get out of the car. I'd have to, you know, coerce him in. I'd get to work and they'd call me and say, Wyatt's not participating. He won't even get up. He's sitting in the floor, you know. Um, and I'd have to turn around and go back and get him. Um, and we went through this for probably about a month. And then he started getting a little more comfortable with it, you know, enjoying it a little bit more. Um, but during that time, I'm having to leave work. So they they weren't too happy with that, you know. And... So I, I did file FMLA intermittent, and that protected me for about six months of, of taking care of Wyatt. But when that six months was up, they terminated me. Jeez. So, it's terrible. What is LFMLA? And for someone that doesn't know, what, what is that? The Family Medical Leave Act, uh, it, it basically protects my rights to work and be able to take care of my son um, because of, um, and anybody can do it that needs help medically or, or taking care of a, a parent or a child. Um, but usually when you take care, take FMLA, it's uh, use a, for yourself and you're out for up to 12 weeks out of a year. Where me, I didn't need to be out every day. I just needed to be out once in a while, and it would be short notice based on Wyatt's uh, condition that day, you know. So I was lucky that to find out about the intermittent FMLA, and uh, like I said, it, it it has to be renewed every six months. 
which is doesn't make sense to me because he has a lifelong thing, so it's not going to change in six months. But uh, yeah, after six months, they they terminate me, and they they told me to make sure I redo my FMLA, file for it. So I started a month before it ended filing it so I could get it approved so there'd be no lapse because I knew it was going to be an issue. And um, they denied it and then terminated me. So Wyatt's going to lifespan at this time. And by then, he's a lot more comfortable. He's getting um, more established there, and they're starting to do more things, and COVID restrictions are lifting. And you know, so things are starting to pick up. So I'm unemployed, but I, I got to keep him in that routine of going to lifespan. And while I was doing that, I found out about lifespan actually hiring for employment specialists. So I applied for the job and uh, did the interviews and everything, got hired. <laughs> and it's something I've always wanted to do. I, you know, earlier, uh, at another job, I had people that would come to us and apply with a job coach, and I, you know, and I've hired them before, and they would come with job coach, and I, th- I always, you know, working with Wyatt and seeing all this and seeing them with their job coach, I thought, man, I would love to do that. That is a great thing to do for these people. They are a very underutilized workforce. And you wouldn't believe the difference in their life when you, when they can actually walk in and work and associate with other people and, mm-hmm. and be accepted and earn their own money. You know, and, I mean, I've had them shake my hand and thank me. You know, this heartwarming uh, appreciation just it makes you, it makes it all worthwhile. Yeah. My gosh. I mean, even just listen to you say it, I mean, I'm sure every single day it's, uh, pretty awesome to be, to get the chance to do that and to be a part of it, not only as a dad, but now someone giving back to the community. What, um, what does a day-to-day look like for you? Take us through what an employment specialist does for lifespan and what that looks like. Um, every day I get to be with a client and go to work with them or help them find a job. And it may start out, you know, um, with maybe they need interviewing skills and I can meet with them somewhere like the library and, uh, do mock interviews. I can help them write resumes, you know, things like that. I usually set them up like a, a Gmail account and use that for online applications. And, you know, so, it's a lot of time sitting with them and a computer and just getting to know them better and kind of figuring out what kind of jobs they may say they want one job, but they might be better for something else. And then you got to kind of coax them that way or, or, or point out their strengths that they would want to go do that job. Um, and then for the day they get hired, that's when you get that big thank you, you know. So um, we go in, 
to the interview and they're always really nervous and you feel so bad for them and you want to answer all the questions for them, you know, um, but you need that employer to see that they are capable. So once I fade away, they can continue the job. Um, so, and then I'm typically with them for at least a month training and, and hopefully cross training to other, other positions. Uh, after that, I go back and check on them once, twice a month or more if I need to. Or if the employer wants to do some cross training, I can go back and spend some time with them and do that. You know, when I walk in for that monthly visit to see the smile on their face, they're like, hey, there he is. You know, it's it's great. I'm sure there's just probably so many people even just listening to this that struggle every day to feel like their day is impactful or purposeful. And it sounds like you get to have that every single day. You have tangible working uh, with your hands just to be like, I did something today. What's one of your favorite stories that you've, um, uh, or individuals you've worked with so far? I, I actually placed a guy who is delayed. He is deaf, and he doesn't know sign language. He knows his own kind of sign language because he's he's an older gentleman, um, and he's always lived at home with mom, so he's never had any education as far as the American sign language, you know. So even when we got an interpreter, she wasn't sure what he was signing, you know. Um, so I started looking into apps because, you know, there's always an app for that. So I looked into apps and I found uh, one called, is called Spelling Bee or something like that. Um, so I could actually write it and show it to him. And then he could write on it back to me. So we, that's how we ended up getting past that. And I got him a job. And he absolutely took off. He, uh, you know, he always wanted a dishwasher, you know. So when I got him this job di- as a dishwasher, he just jumped right in. Like he'd been there every day for the last year. He just, There was no training. There was just, he just jumped right in. And. I, t- I try to stop him and say, you know, look, we got to do this. We got to, and you can't interrupt him. You can't stop and talk. You know, it's, he's got to go. <laughs> so it was, it was really great working with him. Um, another guy that came to me was just out of high school. And uh, we live in states where there's no theater, but he wanted to work in the theater. Um, and the closest one is Mooresville, you know, 20, 25 minutes away. And that's where he wanted to work. I thought, well, that's a little far. Are you sure? <laughs> yes, I want to go there. I want to go there. And so that's where we went. We got him a job there, and he absolutely loves it. He is. He gets to go see free movies. He, he It's the benefits that he wanted, you know. It wasn't the money or anything. He just wanted the benefits. I mean, don't, don't we all want the benefits, you know? <laughs> I mean, I do. And I'm sure uh, for everyone else, sometimes the benefits can allure you to a place to work and uh, make it worthwhile. So if you're an individual looking and, and trying to find what's next in your life, uh, Rick, what would you have to say to someone who's maybe trying to figure out, like, is this the right job for them? Could they do something like this? What would you say to that? 
you know, anybody can do this. Um, there's such a, a hesitation from everyone that, you know, I've noticed, like, I've suggested people, maybe you should come work work with me. You know, you'd love it, you know. And they're like, no. Because the first thing they think of is slobbering, messy, you know, um, severely handicapped, you know. And I'm like, no, it's not like that at all. You know, these, these are just people who may struggle socially and need to work or, or want to work just to feel better about themselves. And, you know, it, you gotta, I wish I could just erase that, you know, that stigma or whatever. Do you think we could ever erase it? Or... I don't know. Um, I hope things like this podcast or uh, the YouTube videos get more exposure. If people knew what I did, I think everybody would want to work, <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> I mean, my, my schedule is so flexible. I can, I can advocate for myself, for my clients, and, you know, it's I still get to be home for my kids. I still get to be home for Wyatt. You know, if there's something going on with him, I can reschedule my day and be with him and then just pick up the next day, you know? So the scheduling is so, so much easier than going to a, a nine to five brick and mortar job. You know, I, I've, I've, I've escaped that box, you know? Um, and I mean, I think it started for me, like in high school, I remember seeing the special ed class going down the hallway and you're and all the high school students, including me, were like, oh, you know, we, we don't want to catch whatever they got, you know. And but that's how we were allowed or taught. I don't know how that happens, but that's exactly how we felt in high school in school. Um but then when I had Wyatt and it was in my life, day in and day out, you know, all that changed. And uh, I think that's why as he grew and then I started to learn about the job coaches and their clients, and I started to hire them. And they are a workforce that will be with you for the rest of their life if they're treated right. You don't have to worry about them, you know, going off for – 25 cent more an hour somewhere else you know they're going to stay with you if you treat them right so you your turnover rate will dramatically reduce you know um so through if it wasn't for Wyatt I wouldn't be here today he's the only reason that I have this job and I get to do what I do every day and that's because he taught me to erase that stigma in me. Yeah, that's that's powerful. And it's something that keeps it keeps coming up in these podcasts. And when I get a chance to talk with people who are around uh, lifespan individuals, something happens in their heart. Barriers get broken down. 
um, more joy, more perspective shifts. Like it's just, it's, it's constant. There's something very, very powerful about coming uh, in the orbit of someone with a disability because they just, they change your life and we cannot say that enough. We want people to experience that and uh, we want you to experience that. So what, uh, what else has your son taught you? Sign between that and sign language, <laughs> quite a bit. Twenty five years, man. It's uh, it's went by very, very fast. They always tell you, it's in a blink of an eye, and it has been. It has been a blink of an eye, and he teaches me more things every day, and um, he he will surprise me every day. Um. He'll say things or do things. And I'm like, I didn't even know you knew how to do that. You know, <laughs> like, where did you learn that? And the answer really is lifespan. Those people at that day program are excellent. Now, if I took him to school, we call it school, the day program, um, he jumps out of the car and runs in, you know, but most of the time they come pick him up from our house. And uh, he's waiting at the door. Got his lunchbox in hand, and he's ready to run out as soon as she pulls up. You know, and if they announce that they got some kind of field trip, like the bowling or the pumpkin picking, or he will count down the days from the day they tell him about it. You will hear about it every day until they go. (laughs) It's awesome. So what's uh what's next for Wyatt? Um. I don't know. Um, he he will continue the day program for sure. Um, I think uh, as his younger siblings get older and they leave the house, I, like my my sixteen year old son's dating now, and uh, said so that's that's hard for Wyatt because he's like. Yeah, I want I want my girlfriend to come over, you know. I'm like, well, do you have a girlfriend? And he thinks one of the girls at the programs is a girlfriend. So I'm like, well, you ask her to come over and she can come over for you. We'll ask her parents or something, you know. But um, so I, I see him trying to model after the kids, you know. Uh, whereas they used to be, he would call them his baby. That's my baby. Yeah, he would want to feed them, hold them when they were little. Now he's uh, looking to them for guidance. You know, he's trying to be more like them now. And uh, so we're just going to have to play with that day by day and see how things go. Do you ever dream of a day where uh, maybe you could place Wyatt into a job? Um, I wish there was... I wish there was something that we could put him in that he you know, could do repetitively um, and not lose focus because he's ready to go watch YouTube or something. But, um, yeah, if he could do that, he's so proud of Like, when we taught him, actually Lifespan taught him how to put puzzles together. And they started with the small count puzzle, big pieces, you know, and it worked him up. And so now we buy puzzles and do them at home. And he is so proud of himself when he puts all those puzzle pieces together. 
you know, he's got to show everybody. He's got to tell everybody, look, look, you know. Um, so if he can do that, I don't doubt that there's something out there he can do. Well, I'll be excited to see and hear about how his, how his story develops. Uh, excited for why. What about for you? Me? I'm never going anywhere. I'm staying right where I'm at. <laughs> I don't want to move up to program coordinator or anything. I want to stay on boots on the ground. I want to be with my clients. I love that. I'm exactly where I want to be. I'm almost 50. So this is it. I'm staying right here. You found it. I mean, it's pretty cool just listening to your to your story, the certainty that you bring with that. I think a lot of people, and I certainly have had this in my life, where you just struggle to figure out what you want to do. And uh, people lack purpose these days, but uh, I'm looking at a man that has purpose and he knows it. So uh, you're not like the others, not not like not, not like the rest all. of us. I've been there, done that. I, I was in the restaurant industry for 20 years and chasing and chasing and chasing, trying to grow and get into that next position up you know and i never ever felt the way i do when i work with my clients at lifespan well if we could just bottle that up and share it with the world i think the uh the world would be a better place so really appreciate you appreciate you sharing your story your heart your vision your purpose a little piece of your your family and why and so what do you want to leave people with floor is yours Everyone should go to lifespanservices.org. You know, even if you don't want to work for Lifespan, it's a nonprofit organization. They do a lot of great work. You could donate, if not your time, money. Um, if you know anybody that does want to work and uh, can work with these clients, apply. We can always use the help. Yeah, and the more people we have, the more individuals we get to serve. And um, I mean, that's that's the ultimate goal, right? Serve every single person we possibly can so that they can flourish. They can be the best versions of themselves. And so we need people. We want people to join onto the team and to uh, start changing lives just like you. Right now, I'm the only senior employment specialist in all of Ardo County. So... We have some employment specialists, but they're already placed with clients that work day to day. So right now my task is to go around to the clients that are more independent, help them find a job, and then I fade away and then go help the next person. Real quick, how many people do you like do you have at one one single time? Um that I actually work with hands on. I usually try to keep it to two. Um, that way I can kind of uh, juggle their schedules to match what I, you know, my personal life and theirs and, you know, and still satisfy the employer. But um, I have dozens that are waiting. So as soon as I knock these two out, I'll pick up two more, you know. Well, Rick, I can't tell you how how lucky we are at Lifespan to have you. Lucky to have your heart. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to do this together with you. Want to find and help as many individuals as we possibly can. And so to all you listeners out there, if you're thinking about um, 
maybe something that's next. If you're wanting more purpose in your life, if you want to uh, get out of the corporate game and get into the hearts and the lives of real people, then uh, let us know. We would love to walk alongside of you. We'd love to just have a conversation. So please reach out. Let us know. Um, we're going to be serving as many people as we possibly can. So Rick, thanks again for just coming on here, sharing your story, sharing your heart. Uh, I'm excited to grow our relationship and uh, can't wait to see what is next here at Lifespan Services. Thanks everyone for joining. Thanks for um, listening to the podcast and uh, like, share, let everyone know and we'll, uh, we'll change some lives around here. Peace. Lifespan Services is a nonprofit for impact organization based in Charlotte, North Carolina. We exist to illuminate the abilities of children and adults with disabilities by providing education, employment, and enrichment opportunities to live, work, and play in their communities. We are actively inviting partners like you to participate in our mission to ensure all individuals with IDD have the resources they need to flourish. If you want to make an immediate difference, you could do so now by giving financially through our website at lifespanservices.org. Additionally, through the website, you discover chances to engage with us as a volunteer or even become a member of our team, working alongside individuals every single day. On behalf of everyone here at Lifespan, thank you for helping us illuminate the abilities of others. Thanks for listening to this podcast, and thank you for joining us in this mission.